What's up, it's your boy Enigma back with another past and present review episode, and today we're going to talk about Winning Time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. Or is it? (laughs) And the reason I say that, this is not a documentary, so to speak. HBO was very clear about that with the script that they put on every episode, that this was not a official telling of the story, just a dramatization, and honestly, what a dramatization it was. Um, it stars uh, John C. Riley as Jerry Buss, uh, Quincy Isaiah as Magic Johnson, Jason Clark as Jace, uh, Jerry West, and um, Solomon Hughes as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right offhand, I'm going to tell you, the acting in this show is good. I enjoyed the acting. I think a lot of the selections were perfect. Um, the only two I kind of questioned was the uh, actress who played Cookie and um, Adrian Brody, who played Pat Riley. Now, with Adrian Brody, I don't know. He he just felt out of sorts. I mean, he's technically the biggest name in this show, to be honest with you. The one who is, um, has you know, he's been nominated for awards and things like that, and I've seen him in various products. But I don't know. For some reason, he just felt a little out of sync with the rest of the cast. And the actress who played Cookie, there's nothing wrong with her. She's a perfect actress. She does well in the show. I just thought they would get somebody who maybe look a little more like Cookie. But other than that, I mean, the acting is perfect. I enjoyed that aspect of it. I enjoyed the storytelling of it. My biggest gripe, and I'm sure that's a lot of people's biggest gripe, is it's more fiction, I guess I should say, than actual truth. And I watched this alongside with the uh, My Name is Magic um, documentary that Magic Johnson had on Apple Plus, and there were a bunch of glaring things. Now, this series only takes place in um, the first year of Magic Johnson, so his rookie year where he came in and um, this, well, the series starts showing Magic Johnson, I guess that he was getting set up to announce to the world that he had AIDS. So it's one of those shows that kind of shows the ending of it or what they perceive to be the ending of it at the beginning. And then it jumps into them deciding if they're going to draft Magic or not, the coin flip and all that, um, all that stuff. So that's how it starts. And then it ends after the Lakers win the title at the end of the um, Magic's first season. So that's what we're working with on this show. Now, the thing is, when you watch this, and like I said, you watch the same thing with My Name is Magic, you'll see a lot of discrepancies on how... Um, what really happened. And there's some things you can even search on YouTube to find the differences. And I, for the life of me, don't understand why HBO Max, why I say HBO Max, because that's why I watched it on. It's on HBO too. Um, Why would they change some of these things? Some of these things are just so stupid for them to change that it didn't really make sense in my opinion. Um, And I'm not going to go for episode by episode reading here. I'm just trying to give my thoughts on what I thought of the series overall. And I'll give you two um, thoughts on that. As far as the series itself, I enjoyed the series. It was well acted. There were a little um, couple slow parts on there, which I'll kind of talk about here in a moment. Um, But uh, overall, it was very entertaining. Now, as a 
person who likes more accuracy in a show like this than actual entertainment entertainment i didn't it frustrated me i'll just put it like that so i like the entertainment aspect of it i mean if this was just a fictitious story about just anybody not magic johnson not the lakers not uh jerry bus or anything like that if this was just a regular show that came on just say um, winning time and it's just a fictitious team fictitious players and all that i would have said this was a good show based on that even with the slow parts it still was an interesting show it was a good show it was a well acted show and that would have been the end of it but you are telling a story of the rise of the lakers dynasty it's literally in your title and a lot of the things that you're telling doesn't it didn't really happen or it didn't happen the way that they're telling it, which I really did not understand. I mean, why make a show like this if you're not going to dig deep into the story? And a lot of the Lakers, the real life Lakers did not like it. Uh, Magic said he didn't watch it, but knowing Magic and how full of himself he can be, I'm sure he watched it. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar admitted watching a little piece of it and then ended up turning it off. Um, he said he didn't like it. And a lot of that is deal, dealt with uh, Jason Clark's portrayal as Jerry West. Now, I've seen Jason Clark in plenty of films before. He's a good actor, and I think he did a great job in this too. But apparently, the temper that Jerry West had, the profanities the anger and all that it really turned people in the laker organization off and so that was the first thing that i heard that really drove people insane was really their portrayal of jerry west now the winning time story is actually derived from a book i believe of the same name so a lot of this was in the book too and if they didn't have any issues with that I don't know why they would have issues with it on the show. Maybe the players are trying to take up for him, not making him look like a crazed man like he did in the show. But, you know, me personally, I don't like I say, I don't know these people. I've never really paid attention to Jerry West. I mean, we know he's the NBA logo, but outside of that, I mean, he was before my time when he played. So I didn't even and even this story itself that takes place, I obviously was around during that time but i wasn't paying basketball much attention back in these days as as much of the rest of the world apparently <laughs> and um that part of the story is actually true which you're trying to show in the um in this series how the league is struggling and really magic johnson and larry bird's rivalry really reinvigorated that so that's a good thing and that was before michael jordan came in there and just blew it up from there so that part of the story was accurate and true, and I'm going to touch base on that here in just a moment. Anyways, let's go ahead and jump right into the storyline. So the first episode, like we talked about, it start, started with um, Magic Johnson about to announce to the world that he has HIV. I said AIDS before, but it was HIV. I need to correct that. Sorry about that. And then it jumps right into beforehand, kind of shows him at Lansing, Michigan, um, a lot of the success and how big headed he is, shows some of his home life. And then it shows Jerry Buss, who is basically trying to buy the team from the uh, previous owner. So Jerry Buss, John C. Riley, a lot of the stuff that I've seen him in is pretty much comedy. 
Um, I don't know if he had a lot of drama stuff out there. Maybe he does, but I know him more for comedy than anything else. His portrayal as Jerry Buss was just so good. Matter of fact, between him and Quincy Isaiah, who plays um, Magic Johnson, those were definitely the standouts of the show. So it was casted well, it was acted well, and the show was really about both of them. And so it had to be carried by both of them. And I think they made exceptional um, choices. There was uh, somebody who said... um, I can't think of the other guy's name right off the top of my head, but there was somebody else who was actually up in the running for Jerry Buss, and uh, he didn't get it, so I'm glad he didn't because I think John C. Riley did an exceptional job. As with, like I said, the rest of the cast was good, but those were definitely the two standouts. So as the story progresses, you see Magic Johnson um, and Cookie's relationship, which they didn't meet like that according to Magic Johnson's uh a documentary series so if you want to look at that documentary si- series i think it's called uh, my name is magic watch that because i actually liked magic johnson's description of the past too but a lot of this stuff didn't match up so you have magic johnson he's the rookie um and then the rivalry with larry bird and a lot of that stuff is addressed in the throughout the series I think one of the greatest things about this series is they opened up the door for a lot of um, discussion. And maybe that's what HBO was going on and the reason why they did the, did this the way that they did it is because they really put a lot of thought and effort into showing the background of magic, showing his mother who wasn't, you know, who's always a little skeptical. And then one thing that they did show too, that I really didn't know about was the first coach, uh, Jack McKinney. So for people who, who don't follow the Lakers or sports or whatever, Jack McKinney was actually, um, chosen to be the coach of this team after Jerry West decided he didn't want to coach anymore or be a part of that. And it's funny because Jerry West still hung around the entire organization the entire time. But Jack McKinney was the one who apparently was the designer of that whole run offense that the Lakers ran that kind of caught people off guard. Um, him and his uh, uh, Paul Westhead, who was the assistant coach, they really, you know, created this whole system. And McKinney, they were actually doing good under McKinney. And then McKinney had this big, horrific uh, bike accident, which left him kind of out of it throughout the season. And Paul Westhead took over. Pat Riley, he brought in Pat Riley as an assistant coach. And they kind of kept things going. And then uh, eventually when the playoffs started, they let go of McKinney and decided to stick stick it out with Westhead and Riley. So all of that is actually true. I verify that. Um, one of the things about this show, as soon as the episode ended, I would always go to the uh, fact or fiction just to see how much of this stuff is true and how much of is uh, not true. And the whole uh, McKinney thing actually happened. They did let him go around the playoff time. And uh, basically because the team was on fire, they were doing well. There was no need to try to make a change or do anything differently while the playoffs were going. So it made sense. Now, did it happen the way that the show depicted? Who knows? But the bike accident and all that stuff that happened was actually true. So just one of those things to kind of, uh, you know, put your hat on. So 
here's the thing. And <laughs> as good as this show was, and I, I've talked about a lot of just the things they added on. And I'll give you a perfect example. So, after Magic Johnson's first uh, regular season game. So, the uh, game was won by Kareem. He did a sky hook, won the game. There's an infamous um, scene where... Magic Johnson is hugging Kareem, like, and they even said he thinks he's won the uh, title. And, you know, it was an excessive celebration. And it kind of looks like um, Abdul Jabbar is trying to push him off or whatever. So I believe this happened in the episode where they were focusing on Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And after the game, uh, they're trying to do an interview with Jabbar. And he says something like, uh, you know, God be on to you or Assalamu alaikum or something like that. And he walks off the court, basically trying to make him seem more militant than he was, because I found the footage online on YouTube of that game. And I watched the final minutes. First of all, Magic Johnson didn't throw the ball to um, Abdul Jabbar. Uh, Some white player on the team did. Abdul Jabbar hit the hook just like he did in the show. But after he hit the hook, they had the infamous hug scene where <laughs> Magic was hugging him and everything like he just won the title and all of that. But then Abdul-Jabbar gave a normal end of the game interview. He talked about the game. He, he did all of that. But for some reason, HBO wants him to look more militant like he's shunning the white media, I guess, and has him say that phrase and then walks off the court. Whereas he actually had an actual inner game, uh, end of the game interview. That's stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you make that change? And it constantly did it, you know, cookie and magic's relationship. That was a big change. Um, there were certain games that they had where the score wasn't as close as they made it seem. There were certain stats that they changed. And, you know, it's like, why do all of that? It just, it, it just didn't make sense to me. Go ahead and tell the story as it is. I mean, you didn't have to have Magic Johnson throwing the ball to Abdul-Jabbar. You could have kept it the way it was in real life, and you could have still kept the interview, but they wanted to put him as a, it was his episode they were trying to focus on him, and they wanted to make him, in my opinion, seem more militant, which I think was stupid. But anyways, you had a lot of those types of moments on there where they just, over-dramatized things for no reason. Um, while I did like the Jack McKinney uh, storyline as far as him being the first coach and the team adjusting to him and everything like that, the one thing I didn't like is a lot of his family life in the background. It ended up being boring a lot of times. Westhead's uh, some of his stuff was kind of boring at times too. And then Pat Riley kind of got thrown in, I want to say maybe – almost mid season, maybe a little bit before that. So, but, um, you know, it, it kind of went through a lot of the things that Jerry Buss did as far as the Laker girls designing that, which didn't happen apparently, as it says in the show, um, the little VIP lounge that they had at the arena, uh, a lot of things. And yeah, Jerry Buss, Jerry Buss, <laughs> Riley kind of portrayed him as a guy that you would want to hang around. I mean, I know he's supposed to be a rich man. I don't know if he was technically a billionaire then. Um, but, yeah, for some reason, he is just such a 
guy that just looks like you wouldn't mind just hanging around, having a beer with. He did a great job. Again, I can't speak enough of him, <laughs> but you know, and he was able to carry that, that, that comedic atmosphere and that playboy atmosphere throughout the show. But then when he had to deal with his mother and her passing and things like that, he was able to pull that off too. He was able to go into that drama mode and pull that off. So Jerry Buss by far had the most interesting storyline on here. Um, and then of course, next would be magic. And so they're showing him making that adjustment on, you know, going from Lansing, Michigan out to LA, which I'm sure is like night and day. And of course, with that brings a lot of popularity, you know, you see the women and he actually got in the show, not in real life. He actually got, um, one of Cookie's friends pregnant and she ended up losing a baby or something like that. That's the way they explained it, but it was just something to cause tension between him and Cookie. And I don't think that happened either, but you can see the Magic Johnson, the playboy Magic Johnson. I mean, he's magic. Why aren't you going to have all these women and take advantage of it? And there was a lot of things people were trying to take advantage of them. Um, there was a, <laughs> part on there where um i found funny they offered him a nike shoe deal but nike was a smaller company then so he didn't go with them and if he would have for what they were offering he would have made a hell of a lot of money as one thing now the show hasn't gotten there yet because this is just this rookie year in the show but one thing about magic johnson and i will say this magic johnson as good as a basketball player he was he is a better businessman. And this is coming from somebody who thinks Magic Johnson is probably the best point guard of all time. And if you don't think he's the best point guard of all time, you have him at least in your top five. So he is a great, great, great player. But I think he's a better businessman. And everything he's done um, in real life, I'm not talking about story or anything like that. This is more along the lines of the... Uh, my name is Magic. I got a lot of insight on the stuff he does. And he's just great with business. I mean, you know, he put up a theater up in the hood area. You know, they always talk about why do people have to go to the other neighborhoods to watch movies. He put um, theaters there. He did a lot of um, work in the inner cities. And he also, you know, he bought the Dodgers. He's looking to buy the Denver Broncos. Everything Magic does as a businessman he hits. So he is a way better businessman than he is or than he was as a basketball player. But anyways, I'm just getting sidetracked there. So one of the things I wanted to touch base on too was the um, rivalry between him and Larry Bird. So Larry Bird was playing by Sean Patrick Small. And my opinion about this is, yes, Magic and Larry Bird did have this rivalry. They didn't care for each other too much when they first met because each was trying to live uh, you know better than the other magic got the better of him in college and um, Larry came into the league he tore it up he won rookie of the year by a landslide matter of fact and magic was upset with that although when you put the stats together um, of that year magic only beat him in assist everything else Larry Bird led and so he obviously deserved it but you know, Magic always, he'll always be connected with Larry Bird. And this is what actually revitalized the league. A lot of people don't know that. The league 
And they showed it at the beginning. They're struggling for the most part. And it was just Magic Johnson's first year, so they didn't get into too many details of this. But in real life, this rivalry between Magic and Bird is what brought the league into the limelight. This is what brought the fans. This is what made the league what it was today. And then Jordan came in and took it over from there. And so the guy who played Larry Bird, he he played him so well. I had to do some research. He talked trash, just like the real Larry Bird, for what I read. And, you know, I hope if there is a season two that they kind of build on this again because it was so funny. And then um, I like to see the uh, Boston, uh, the garden. Yeah, that place there looks like it was fearful. And from what I read, a lot of what they put in the show was actually true as well. So that's the problem with the show is you have to go and research and see what was fact and what was fiction. And, you know, the things with Spencer Haywood, a lot of that was over-dramatized. It wasn't uh, Abdul-Jabbar who tried to... um, you know, help him. It was other people. It it was just like they added a bunch of stuff that didn't make any sense whatsoever. And I I just don't understand, you know, the reasoning for that. If you're going to base it off the show, base it off the show and make it legit, you know, and magic did mention that he, that nobody from the show spoke with him. So how are you going to make a show about them? And y'all haven't even talked to them, which was actually true. I mean, why would you make a show about the Lakers. I mean, these aren't people who are dead. You can talk to Abdul Jabbar. You can talk to Magic. Now, you can't talk to Jerry Buss. I believe he passed away. But I don't know. And it couldn't have been all too bad. I think the Lakers, real life Lakers, are making a little bigger deal of this than what it should be because um, Devon Nixon is actually Norm Nixon's son. So. Um, Norm Nixon was the Laker, one of the Laker players depicted in the show, and his son is playing him on the show. So I think if it was a big deal, Norm would have probably like, nah, son, I don't want you even bother with this, you know, just my opinion, but maybe it was his son's big break and he decided to do it. But even, uh, Devon Nixon said, yeah, a lot of this stuff didn't really happen, but you know, they're just having fun with it and everything like that. So, you know, take it for what it is. Um, and then also you start to see, uh, Jeannie, she starts to get part of the show. Um, Jeannie bus, who is the current owner and person who's running the team. Now you're starting to see her as a youngster and how they were making it seem like her father was overlooking her. He was rathering, rather giving it to, um, operations to the son, one of his sons or something like that. And didn't really consider Jeannie, even though uh, one of the ladies who was, uh, I believe, like one of the big executives, uh, Claire Rothman, she, you know, saw Jeannie and saw what Jeannie could do and was trying to sell it to uh, Jerry Buss. But he was more wanting her to deal with um, his uh, mother who had gotten sick and needed watching now. But we'll see what happens in the second season. Now... I say the second season, but will there be a second season? Behind the scenes, all the Laker players are basically dragging this show through the dirt. They don't like it. Um, I heard the NBA was actually questioning some of the usage of the team logos or something like that or uh, some some sort of um, 
type of copyright issue they were having. So this there may not be another season of this. With depends on what HBO wants to do. They want to fight it or Warner Brothers. Do they want to fight this or are they going to just leave it as it is? I don't know. Should there be a season two? Yes, but what I want to see on a season two is more realistic stuff or more things that actually happen. Quit changing things for no reason. There was no reason to change the whole um, Magic Johnson's first game. And that was the one that really kind of got on my nerves. There was a lot of things they, they changed, but that particularly got on my nerves because you can still pull that entire game up on YouTube and see what actually happened. I'm like, you all aren't even trying here. Normally when they make changes like this, it's he said, she said stuff like, this is probably what was said. We can't prove it, but they couldn't prove that it didn't go that way either. This, you can literally go and look it up. Look up um, Magic Johnson's first career game and watch it. it. The whole game was on there. I just watched the last few minutes because that's what the show focused on. And it was just unnecessarily changed. It didn't make any sense to me. Um, also... If I had to gripe about something, the pacing of the shows, every now and then it would be a slow pace. Every now and then it would be a fast pace. I mean, they went through an entire basketball season in 10 episodes. So it's to be expected that, you know, you're going to get a lot left out. But in some shows, it would just drag on and on and on. Like we could have actually had some more, you know, legitimate information in there, legitimate games or things like that. And then there's some episodes that the pace is so quick, it's like you blink and you'll miss something. So, those are just a few gripes. But like I said, overall, it was an entertaining show. It was fun to see Magic Johnson depicted on screen. I think they captured that. I definitely think they captured Jerry Buss. Again, these aren't people that I've actually seen. Well, I've seen, obviously, Magic Johnson a lot, but I've never seen Jerry Buss, like, talking about it. But nobody's complaining about this. It's Jerry Buss. The depiction of him is off, so I assume they got that right, at least. But, yeah, the biggest thing that they're fussing about is Jerry West, and I guess it is what it is on that. But um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Winning time. Did you think it was a good show? Was it entertaining to you? Are you mad that you know that a lot of this stuff didn't really happen? Leave it in the comments. And as always, I have more content coming out here shortly. Check me out on www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com for different novels that I do and also more information on the podcast. This is your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces.